the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Healthcare Now, paid for by Integrated Physician Network. This program is recorded to air at this time. Welcome to Healthcare Now, Healthcare now. with your hosts, Larry Jones and Dr. Mark Shea. Want to become an educated healthcare consumer? Then join our discussion about all things healthcare and understand how to navigate our complex U.S. healthcare system. Now, let's join our hosts in the Healthcare Now, the studios. Healthcare now studios. Welcome to Healthcare Now, and thanks for joining us this Thursday evening. I'm Dr. Mark. I'm here with my co-host, Larry Jones. And Larry, before you say anything, I want to warn the uh, listeners that, A, this really is Larry talking to us in a second. (laughs) B, he has a really good excuse for the way his voice sounds. And C, he does not have COVID. Larry, how are you? Absolutely, Dr. Mark. It's a great week. It is a great week. Congratulations on your Bulldogs. Thank you very much. I know we we just split the listeners right in half right there. Yep. So I'm going to tell you that I don't have a a grand uh, affiliation to uh, any of the any of the schools that played the other night, but, but you know what I was thinking about it, Doctor Mark. You went to Emory, therefore you have to choose between Georgia and Georgia Tech. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and and so one of my uh, best friends was a Hall of Fame player at Georgia Tech. So I've, I've always been a, a Tech fan, but I've been between the uh, between the hedges. Between the hedges, yep, absolutely, yep. absolutely. Well, you know, I was just a kid the last time we won the national championship. So a couple so this years is ago, pretty amazing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. It's forty-one years, right? Forty-two years. Oh, Forty-two yeah. years. Forty-two amazing. years. Yeah. All right. So we're going to try to get you through uh, with some uh, some hot tea and lemon, but we're going to make this good. happen. All right. Absolutely. Well, great. Well, let's get started. We can uh, we can really talk about some up to date mm-hmm. uh, COVID news. Yeah. Uh, things that have been moving pretty quickly. I know we sort of recapping over the last month when we've talked about you know COVID showing up and becoming right. a, a predominant grower and lots and lots of positive cases, uh, yep. increase in the number of cases in the hospitals, but not nearly as big as we've seen in previous yeah. spikes. It's a different kind of surge this time. It is. It seems like a... And, and I've said this before. I mean, we need to talk to the virologist and get a little more information is why is this? Yeah. I mean, I understand the communicability, you know, whether people get it more easily, but why is it seem to be less virile now? Because right. we're not just talking, we know it's less virile in the vaccinated folks. Right. And, but that was true of Delta and That's Alpha. True. I mean, so true. that was everybody. So why is it less virile all the, all the way across? And, well, and I don't know. Yeah. Well, you know, it's interesting uh, because the hospitals are still seeing a surge of patients. Oh, definitely. But the patients aren't as sick. Right. We've got the lowest rate of not only hospitalizations, but ICU beds in a very long time. Right. And and a lot of those, I shouldn't say a lot, a good number of those positive patients aren't at the hospital because of COVID symptoms. They're there for other reasons. Other reasons. And they're testing right. them. Right. And we're going to talk about... We're going to talk about testing a little we bit are. later. We are. Uh, we're going to talk about the, the statistics that we hear all mm-hmm. the time. But absolutely, in the news, what I've noticed so obviously is they talk about the total numbers of new cases per day. Because that's the yep. thing that kind of adds exactly. up. Total number. Always talking about that. But not a word about ICU beds or deaths. Well, the Omicron death rate is 0.14% per 100,000 lives. 
or 0.14 cases per or 0.14% yeah, yeah. per 100,000. Yeah, see lives. now I need a statistician, but it's yeah. low is what you're saying, it's low. It's almost non-existent. Yeah, yeah. so yeah. it's so yeah. it's much lower than we've seen prior and and the if if that remains true, the good news here is it may be immunizing the majority of the population that hasn't been vaccinated. Correct or tested. Yeah. But yeah. but I'll tell you the numbers are impressive as far as how many people in your circle. Yep. So, I mean, I've had a number of cases in my own family. Oh, yeah. And where we started, you know, in the in the first two surges. I have as well, yep, Dr. Yep. Mark. I, I mean, know a lot of people in our office yep. that have yep. gotten it, stayed home five days and they're fine. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So so it is. It's a, it's definitely yep. of interest, yep. It, but well, it doesn't make any less update news. update as of this past week. Sure. These are the most current numbers as of Monday of this past week. Four point. 8 million Floridians have been infected with COVID since the start of the pandemic, and we've had 47,700 deaths. The number of vaccine doses being ministered in Florida has risen dramatically after a drop-off during the holidays. Right. We are currently reaching an average per day of almost 93,000 vaccinations, Dr. Which, Mark. Which seems... Really high. I mean, I hope that's accurate because yep. that's that's a big. Well, that's number. a seven day yeah. average, right? And that's yep. looking at boosters, second doses, and first Everything. doses. And so, so right. we can't we can't say how many that is in people, but that's right. that's so much better than it was a couple of months. It is, three months and ago. and as of today. In Florida, we have 64% of Floridians fully vaccinated, and 34.1% have had boosters. Nice. And I think the the numbers for the kids are still pretty low, and they we're are. seeing a lot of cases in schools. Yeah, but it's again, less than thirty percent right. of the kids five to twelve that are that or are five vaccinated. Five to eleven. Yeah, yeah. 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 So those those are good. Those are good. Uh, good up to date numbers. And you know, I think it's it's like what we've been facing all along is they've got to get the news out, and we're doing the same thing. Yep. We're talking yep. about it, and we we're are. adding on to it. But but what the sources that we go to, there's no decrease in the amount of news on COVID. Yep. Yep. But one of the big news articles uh, we were wanted to talk about today was the COVID home tests. Right. Well, you know, it's interesting uh, when you talk about surges, the big surge and the big waiting lines across the country yep. are to access the test. Yes. The yes. home test. Yeah. And sometimes that's for symptoms. Sometimes yep. it's for travel, you know, but but it's well, they've got the, the home test became available. They've been out there, but people are having to go purchase those well, home tests. Well, let me ask you this. Just because you get a sniffle, does that mean you need to go get a test? Now, you need to kind of look at the whole See, plan. I think this whole right. thing's out of control. Exactly. So, yeah. you, so and, and the other question is, like, if you're positive, people are going, okay, well, I'm going to take another test to make sure I'm negative. And right. that's another thing that doesn't make any the sense. The CDC right. said if you test positive with Omicron yep. or, or, or COVID, right. now you only have to quarantine five days and Without you symptoms. don't need another yep. test before you go back into right. the public. So long as your symptoms are gone that's and you've right. been quarantined for five days right. and, and you that's don't right. have any symptoms at that yep. point. And so that, that takes out a huge amount of waiting people getting those yep. tests. Now, yep. there's still organizations that say you can't come back to work until you have a negative test. Right. And still with travel, you're needing a negative test. That's right. So there are are things that are pushing it. And I I can understand why it'd be really confusing. But anytime it's like any test, Larry, if if you're in the hospital and your doctor's ordering a bunch of tests on you, the question you want to ask is, all right, so you got a test and it's either going to be positive or it's going to be negative. Right. Is that going to change what I'm going to do? And same thing here. If your test is positive. Are you going to change what you're going to do? And let's say you've, you've got some pretty good sniffles going on, yeah, right? Okay. And you, you're feeling a, like a you're bad sick. cold. And let's yeah. say your test comes back negative. Mm-hmm. 
Are you just going to go cough on everybody? I mean, no, you're, you should. Well, then you're you going to take some lay low. remedy like a Sudafed or which something. You, which you do either way. Exactly. So, exactly. so treat the symptoms. And the idea is we don't want to expose everybody to anything. Right. And, you know, worst case scenario, you're saving other people from getting the flu yeah. or getting a cold. Yeah. Right. You so know, you can I've, be a little I've, cautious. I've even heard in my own family, some of my kids, oh, I've got the sniffles or a little head cold or a cough. I better go get tested. Right. No, it's, it's ingrained. Ridiculous. Yeah. That's it's, ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, it's it's sort of that don't ask, don't tell in a, in a, right. in a sense. Right. But but yeah, so these COVID, the COVID tests were, uh, they're, they're available. They run between, what, 10 and 30 bucks. Uh, and However, this week, as a beginning this coming right. Saturday, the 15th. January 15th. Uh, the Biden administration has made it a requirement that all health plans cover up to eight tests a month per member. Yeah, which is a lot. That's a lot. It's a lot. That's a lot. But but here's the, and yet, the flip side the of that. Tests aren't available. Yeah, and and you do. People will go to about I'd say an average of four places before they find the test if they don't. And then you know if you call ahead, most of the recordings just say you're going to have to come in and check because they can't keep their employees on right. on the telephone. But one of the issues is is yes, that is a mandate, right? Yep. Uh-huh. That they have to pay. But the drugstores and the places that carry these tests don't know what the mechanism is that they're going to be reimbursed. Right. And so it's a whole new game here. And I I tell you, I would not like to be one of the store managers because I don't know. I don't know if they're really going to get paid. Well, here's the deal. A family of four, for example, could be reimbursed for up to 32 tests a month. Dr. Mark. Yeah, that's that's a lot. I mean, who's going to pay for that? Yeah. Uh, well, you know who's paying for it. It's the healthcare what, system. Yeah, healthcare system, yeah, our taxes. Yeah. 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 yeah, that's that's a lot. And that, that's really going to, is that going to help the pandemic? I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't think that, yeah. I don't think testing has ever been the answer. Yeah. Um, I think behavior is, is much more important. Yeah. Well, you know, normally when you uh, ask for care from your health insurance provider, it requires, if it's not just your normal annual wellness visit, an authorization. Right. So this is a presidential authorization. authorization. Yeah, this is a presidential (laughs) authorization. Has there ever been one of those? (laughs) Uh, Not that I'm aware of. It's an executive order. It is. But yeah, Yeah. no, this is that. That's definitely something new. And then the next thing that we're seeing is that test misinformation has spiked. Right. Yeah, I I get that all the time. I I have a friend, highly educated guy, goes out to get a test. He only got a test because he had somebody in the house that was going to travel, right. and they got a test, and they both looked at each other when they sneezed. They're like, you know what? I'm going to get a test too. <laughs> so the traveler, negative. Right. The, the the person who really had no symptoms, positive. Right. So you know what he did? What? He got another test. Yep. Of course. I mean, it, it yep. makes no sense. It well, just makes you no know, sense. The, the categories regarding this falsehoods about tests are not only coming from a far-right website called Gateway Pundit. Yeah, that's one of them. But yep. it's always coming from TikTok and Instagram. Oh, it's everywhere. Yep. And and to be fair, I think yep. Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, they've knocked people way off the planet of, yep. that, of being able to be on that social right. media if they've come up with certain, yep. if they get caught. Right. And But they can still post and it reaches a certain number of people. Right. And that's just yep. crap Well, let me give you a couple of ideas of what these falsehoods are really... Uh, predominating out there. Mm-hmm. One is that the tests do not work, that the counts for flu and COVID have been combined yeah, in ridiculous. the test, yeah. and not that true. all at-home rapid tests have a predetermined result. Yeah, I love that one. Love <laughs> That's that a one. good one. Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. No, they are, you know, and not that people understand how the tests work, and they, they're really, they're really quite brilliant, and they are very accurate, 
uh, you know, they, they definitely when they do this statistically, they they want to make sure, you know, all tests have fallibilities. Right. And you can push right. the fallibility in one direction where you have more false positives That's or right. the other direction where you have more right. false negatives. So in a test where you're trying to determine whether someone has a communicable disease, then you're going to push it towards fewer false yep. negatives. Well, right? one of the you want to catch all the fa- yeah, positives. And, and speaking to that directly, right. one of the biggest social media posts have been that the CDC advisory meant that tests could not be distinguished between the coronavirus and the flu. And yeah. the CDC has made it very clear Absolutely that can. it can be distinguished. Yeah, it, it, it's not looking yep. for the same thing at all. So, yep. I mean, that, yep. that really, that makes yep. no sense. So, yep. I don't know. It's... It's going to be a lot of that kind of stuff, and uh, we'll have to uh, we'll have to kind of follow along. But but if you're going to take the test, I think you can feel very confident in the results. And but think about what you're going to do differently. Right. Right. If it's right. not going to change your behavior, then you're just going to get more information or impact your lifestyle. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's it's gonna it's gonna change things. So so be cautious. You know, continue. Masking, washing your hands, keeping sure. a safe distance, and quite frankly, we said this in the we said this a year. And by the way, this is our one year anniversary of the show. This is our right? fifty second fifty second show. show. Yep. We haven't missed a week. No, we haven't gotten COVID. Knock on wood. Right. Probably get it tomorrow. And if I don't scream at any more football games, I won't be horsey. Well, I don't see Georgia <laughs> really, uh, really doing it one more time. It'll be at least a yeah. year. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> You're listening to Healthcare Now: The Truth About U.S. Healthcare. Our website is healthcarenow.us. You can email us at follow us at healthcarenow.us. But Dr. Mark will be right back. You're listening to Healthcare Now: The Truth About U.S. Healthcare. We're going to a break, and when we come back, we'll continue our our discussion on all things healthcare with Dr. Mark and Larry. The Integrated Independent Physicians Network, preserving and protecting the independent practice of medicine since 2015. Join the movement with us, ipnetworkflorida.com. Navigate the healthcare process like never before. Due to popular demand, Healthcare Now is also airing on Thursday evenings at 7 p.m. Join me, Larry Jones, and Dr. Mark on Healthcare Now, Thursdays at 7 p.m. and Saturdays at 1. AM 950, FM 94.9, The Answer, and at TheAnswerOrlando.com. Take The Answer with you wherever you go. TheAnswerOrlando.com. Tune in, iHeart, and Odyssey.com. News, opinion, passion on the go. AM 950, FM 94.9, The Answer. Welcome back to Healthcare Now, the truth about U.S. healthcare. And now let's head back into the Healthcare Now studios with Dr. Mark and Larry. Welcome back to Healthcare Now. This is Dr. Mark. I'm here with Larry Jones and his, uh, I don't know, it's a pretty good voice now. I mean, I just got to get you through the hour. I keep drinking a little water. Keeps hydrating my throat. Absolutely. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't want to, once soccer season picks back up, this is going to happen to me. Oh, it will? That's kind of my sport. Yeah. That's right. You go to all the Orlando uh, soccer games. I do. I do. Yeah. We've got a lot of of changes that we'll uh, hopefully have another good year. That's a great stadium, I understand. I haven't been there. It's really nice. Yeah. It's not, it's just the right size. It's, 
it's really, really quite nice. Cool. Well, anyway, let's see. Let's jump back uh, to a topic that we had discussed a couple of times in the uh, last few shows, mm-hmm. and that is the Medicare deductible. Yeah. You know, the deductibles reset for 2022. I've By reset, of, you mean increased. Meaning that <laughs> they go back to, yeah. well, they did increase too. But, you know, starting a new year, it means that deductibles reset for everyone with their insurance and health care coverage. And that's whether it's Medicare or commercial. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yep. You yep. Know? Everything starts the yep. first of the year. Yep. I get so many phone calls from our doctors, Dr. Mark, this time of year stating how to handle certain types of deductibles. Really? And the re- one of the big big ones is the Medicare deductible for 2022 went from, 230, went from $203 to $233. Per month. Per month. Yep. Uh, well, no, that's, oh, the, no, that's, annual that's the annual deductible. That's the annual deductible. I'm sorry. The premium I was thinking also the premium went up. Went up. Yeah, 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 it also went up too. But annual deductibles can be all over the board based on your insurance carrier and the type of plan you have. Yep. So we want to encourage our listeners to make sure you understand when January 1 comes around that what your deductibles are going to be for for that year. Once you obviously get to your deductibles, you're covered at your right. normal rate. Yeah. You know what I did today, Larry? What's that? I actually set up my family's health care plan. Okay. I've got a new job, as you know. Okay, right, right. And so I'm no longer out there by myself getting, right. getting health care. And you for, probably had my, to look at all those benefits. And I had to look at all the benefits. And, and you did know, you feel very informed after we've talked for pretty, a year? I felt pretty informed. That's you know, cool. I, I, walk, I, got, I got through it all. It was all online. Yep. But, you know, it's amazing because there are so many choices. Yep. Right. And I yep. think, you know, we'll have to yep. talk one day about... Mm-hmm. The uh, HSAs and the, right. And all, well, we all have talked things. about that yeah. in the past. Yeah. So yeah. this would probably be, you know, maybe maybe next week we can we can. Well, that's talk impressive, Doctor Mark, that you felt comfortable yeah. after all the conversations that we've had as to how to how to look at different yeah. things. Well, to be fair. Mm-hmm. Uh, since since I've got the a new my employer is a giant right. employer right that right. I could almost not do any wrong okay. right because okay. the deductibles change so much the I mean it's so much lower right and, and right because right. this group insurance if you can be part of a large group insurance yep. I, it, it's a completely much different lower, game much than lower. when you go, whether you go to the marketplace, if you don't have any that's right. help at the marketplace. So it's really, it really is amazing yep. that, uh, how different it is. And well, how that's much, impressive, Dr. Yeah. Mark. I don't know. I don't know. I don't want to, I don't want don't pat me on the back too much. We'll see how, <laughs> see how it all turns out. But all right. uh, let's okay. uh, kind of give an update. Since we started talking about deductibles for 2022, let's talk about the ACA enrollment. Oh, you want to jump the ACA? Okay. Yeah, yeah. For the 2022. Uh, as of January 1, just under 14 million people have signed up for health care coverage under the Affordable Care Act marketplaces. Yep, yep. And they still have until January 15th, which is Saturday, to continue to, continue. to sign up again. Yep. And, yeah, uh, I don't think there'll be a big rush. I mean, there really hasn't been a lot of yep. advertising there. Yep. And I think what's interesting, you know, we've talked about the premiums have come down. Yep. The subsidies have gone, gone up. up. And according to CMS, 92% of people in HealthcareGov do qualify for some type of a tax subsidy. And and that's a, that's a little bit of selection bias, right? Because it is. most of the people that are going there... They they don't get anything from their employer. That's right. right. So they're they're self insured. Yep. And so you're going to start to look at yep. groups that that have yep. lower yep. income, and yep. that's how it pans out. Right. But but interestingly, we've talked about this mm-hmm. before. If you're making no income, you're not going to qualify. That's right. right? Not on the ACA. Not, you have to have ACA. a minimum income of the poverty level, right. which is just under twelve thousand eight hundred dollars a yep. year. Right. Yep. Right. So that's yep. that's something that has surprised a lot of people. That said you know, they're out of work, they're making nothing, and they didn't yep. qualify. But HHS Secretary. Bess- 
Sarah, mm-hmm. said that as of right now, four and five enrollee, enrollees in the ACA, monthly premiums of $10 or less. Yeah. 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 That's, I guess I mean, that's who's good. paying for that, Dr. Mark? Yeah, I, that's, I know. That's why it's all. So, yeah. You know, this is that. This is where we start moving towards. That's that's the way it would be in socialized medicine. Absolutely. Or single and, payer yeah. system. Now, yep. but the, the savior there for people that are just going to get scream and get red in the face when I say socialized medicine, the savior there is we're talking about under 14 million Americans. That's okay? right. That's out right. of that, that's out right. of that 350 million Americans, right. we got, we got a very small number that are in this yep. boat. Now add to that Medicare and Medicaid. Right. And, the, and the numbers right. considerable, right. right? Right. And healthy kids and some of the other Medicaid type yep. programs. The beauty of what's happened this year with the ACA is that the average consumer now has between six and seven insurers to choose from. Right. Up yes. from four in 2021. Yeah. And, and it was worse the year before. Yeah. I mean, everybody yeah. jumped out yeah. after the first year. That's right. And you were down to one thing. Well, there was one in the Orlando area and that was Blue Cross. Yeah, uh, right. That, that was, was the only one for in a couple the of years. It, was it? Was it actually? Was it Blue Cross it was or Blue was Cross, it? Yeah. I mean, was there? A, I'm, I'm sorry. Was it actually the whole state or was it just it was in Orlando? Orange area? and Seminole County was only yeah. Blue Cross. Yeah, I know that's yeah. what that's yeah. what I had to go to. Yeah. 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 I mean, not that it was a bad policy, but to have no choices was a little little disheartening. Exactly. Yeah. Now, I think that's uh, that's another thing that we have to keep an eye on as we move forward. Uh, you know what those numbers are, what they really mean. You know, are they are they really going to are they? I don't think they're going to go up. I mean, I, don't I, I see think we're probably done. Fourteen million is a lot. Yeah, I agree. It's I a agree. lot. Yep. So yep. So we uh, moving on. Uh, what's let's, our next topic? Well, let's let's talk about this very breakthrough uh, transplant with a heart's pig, Dr. Mark. Oh, the pig heart. Yeah, there was a 57-year-old man with life-threatening heart disease right. has received a heart from a genetically modified pig, a groundbreaking procedure that offers hope to hundreds of thousands of patients with failing organs. He was the first successful transplant of a pig heart into a human being. It took eight hours. It was done in Baltimore at University of Maryland Medical Center. Right. And as of today, he's doing okay. Yep, so it's, it's a really interesting uh, plan now, trying to use animal transplants has been around for a long time. Um, I think the initial thought was we should use primates because primates are most like us. uh, And so their genes are less likely to be rejected. That was the theory anyway. Exactly. But, but they, because there's a huge shortage of, of donor, donor hearts, right? So when you look at the numbers of people who need it to the people who get it, there's a huge mismatch. So well, last year, 3,800 people received a heart transplant from right. donors, uh, and that's the highest ever before. But also last year, 41,000 plus Americans received some type of a transplant organ. Right. Mostly kidneys. Kidneys yep, are the that's most right. Half of it were kidneys. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's kidneys, right. Yep. So I thought those were some interesting statistics. Yep. So let's talk a little bit about how that works. So, yeah. so we, they, were, they were looking at the primate hearts. And turned out that they were as easily rejected as anything else. Um, you know, interestingly, when they do a heart transplant, rejection isn't as big an issue as when you do a kidney or a liver transplant. Okay. Uh, but but it's certainly an issue. But when they tried to do like the baboon hearts a few years ago, I mean, it definitely definitely came into play. Yeah. So so we're, we're looking at the pig hearts because they were able to genetically modify these pig hearts and remove a, a sugar molecule off of off of the uh, cells. Right. That would make it less likely to reject. Now, is it still going to reject? 
you know, probably. This is a learning curve. Yeah. And this yeah. this gentleman uh, was not for never said he wasn't why. eligible, he wasn't for, eligible an organ. for organ donation. Yep. Yep. So organ it was donor. really try this or 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 die, you know, yep. and and so it's going to be. Uh, hopefully he does well and and that they learn a lot yep. because this is all part of a learning process. It's not going to be mass available tomorrow. Right. I mean, and, and, and maybe we learn that gee, the, the pigs are good because you can actually, the pig will grow to donor size really rapidly. Well, it's, it's interesting. You mentioned that because it says that pigs are easier to raise yep. and their heart then size yep. equals the human heart in right. six months. Yeah. People, and, and, that was and you know, the folks always, uh, you know, when, when they talked about doing primate transplants, I mean, there was a, there was a lot of pushback of these primates and cause you know, people, get pretty emotional about any type of uh, animal death and the the primates. It was really, that was really going to be a hard sell. I have to tell you now, will pigs be easier? I think it will be easier. It's not going to, it's still not going to make everybody happy. Right. But, uh, but we'll, we'll see where that really, where that lands. Well, it indicated too, Dr. Mark, that the main donor population or or book of business, I guess you the bucket Uh is really from people that are donor uh, sponsors based on their driver's license. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, oh, was, yeah. Oh, I see what you're saying. You know yeah, saying? sure. Where you, you designate I'm a donor. Well, yep. we, we've talked about the quality of healthcare delivery in the country for a number of different things. Mm-hmm. And, and we talk about trying to get a good equalization of care across the board. Yep. So the organization that actually runs donation is UNOS, U-N-O-S. Okay. And they are in my opinion, one of the best organizations when it comes to figuring out the right place to go, who can use this limited resource most effectively. And they've done a really great job with that. So what I mean by that is, let's say that a heart or a kidney becomes available in in a region, in a state, okay? They can decide, you know, one, one hospital say, oh, well, I've got somebody that needs to do this. Well, they're following all the data on that hospital. How are they doing when they do a heart transplant? If they're not up to snuff, that heart's going to go to a different center, right, right? right? And so the idea is you can say, well, gosh, that's ripping off the person who was at the first center. They, they don't get to have their heart. Well, what it's doing is it's creating a system of greater success. And it's, it's treating all the data and saying, listen, I don't care if you're going to go to a UNOS certified area, that's the only place you're going to get these, these, these organs, right? And you're going to be taken care of by a team of doctors, nurses, and all the ancillary sites that do this. And they do this well, and we measure how well every year. So, so that is a model. Well, kidney transplants pretty pretty common these days, right? It it is, but they still have to follow those rules. So is it still considered high risk though? Um, it's a big operation, okay. and it, and it requires a good bit of medic, you know, medic, immunosuppressive medications right, afterwards. Right. Okay. And we've talked about during this pandemic, you know, if you're in a, immunocompromised, well, right. that's one way you become immunocompromised. Exactly. So I don't know. It's a uh, it, it's high high risk. I mean, it, it's a big surgery. It's not yep. like it's not like a heart and lung transplant. It's yep. not like a liver transplant. But it's still you need to make sure yep. the people that are a doing the operation. Right. And B, taking care of you after, know what they're right. doing, or you're going to waste a life or at least exactly. an organ. Yep. And, that, and that's the whole idea between yep. behind UNOS and, and why they follow that information. Yep. Well, you know, when we come back, uh, we're going to, we, we've talked about this pig thing uh, not getting to be false hope, right. obviously. But one of the big issues that we've talked about over the last year 
actually since last summer is at a helm with Alzheimer's patients. Right. And there's a big update on that, Dr. Mark. You're listening to Healthcare Now, the truth about U.S. healthcare. Our website is healthcarenow.us. You can email us at follow us at healthcarenow.us. But Dr. Mark will be right back. You're listening to Healthcare Now, the truth about U.S. healthcare. We're going to a break. And when we come back, we'll continue our discussion on all things healthcare with Dr. Mark and Larry. Integrated Independent Physicians Network, preserving and protecting the independent practice of medicine since 2015. Join the movement with us, ipnetworkflorida.com. Navigate the healthcare process like never before. Due to popular demand, Healthcare Now is also airing on Thursday evenings at 7 p.m. Join me, Larry Jones, and Dr. Mark on Healthcare Now, Thursdays at 7 p.m. and Saturdays at 1. AM 950, FM 94.9, The Answer, and at TheAnswerOrlando.com. Take The Answer with you wherever you go. TheAnswerOrlando.com. Tune in, iHeart, and Odyssey.com. News, opinion, passion on the go. AM 950, FM 94.9, The Answer. Welcome back to Healthcare Now, the truth about U.S. healthcare. And now let's head back into the Healthcare Now studios with Dr. Mark and Larry. Welcome back to Healthcare Now. I'm Dr. Mark. I'm here with Larry Jones, and we're going to continue our discussion. We've been teasing about this uh, this Alzheimer medication. Yep. Out of helm. Out of helm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we've been talking about this for a long time. It was right. when it came out, there was a lot of excitement, but we kind of jumped all over the fact that right. there weren't a lot of studies, and it Correct. was going to be about 56000 Yep. Dollars per year yep. per patient. And that was just for the medication, not for exactly. the workup. So And pretty- all the other things that come along with it. But yep. let's go back for a second, Dr. Mark. The CMS, Centers for Medicare Medicaid Services, announced back in November that Part B premiums would increase 15%, citing potential program cost increases due to the Adahim coverage yep. of Medicare. Which seems unheard of. That And I don't know this yep. for a fact, but I'd yep. be surprised if there was one drug or one treatment yep. that boosted what they're, I mean, yep. it, it doesn't seem like the way they usually well, operate. the Part B premium deduction out of Social Security went from 148.50 mm-hmm. to 170.10. Right. And they claimed that $11 of that right. was strictly due to the anticipation of at-a-helm cost. And then they turned around and said... We're not going to use out of helm. That's right. And they and, didn't give back the $11. Yeah. And then last month, Biogen, the maker of at helm, uh-huh. uh, cut the price of this at helm drug from 56000 to $28,000 in an effort to increase prescriptions of the drugs. Because as you remember, the insurance payers even said we're not going yeah, to do it. Yeah, we're not going to do it. For it. Yep. yep. So I wonder what their sales look like. Well, Are obviously, we do we have anything it doesn't in, exist. In yeah. But again, with even with this 50% drop in the Adahem cost as of January 1, uh, this is a compelling basis for CMS to reexamine this increase that they did on Part B. Yeah, no, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. And I think Congress actually brought that up, didn't they? Didn't a, a they congressperson did. bring that up yeah. and try to get, but yeah. have, and they've gotten absolutely nowhere with it. Yeah. Well, actually, this week, uh, this past Tuesday, CMS announced that they're going to let Medicare cover the monoclonal antibodies as an Alzheimer's treatment at a helm in the context of clinical studies only. 
Mm, And so that coverage designation allows Medicare to cover the controversial drug uh, when used only in clinical trials. I see. I see. So they're really just trying to make sure that not every neurologist across the country is just ordering it for every patient. So somebody has to be enrolled in a a clinical trial. And the final decision on this coverage for Atahelm is expected sometime in April, Dr. Mark. Sometime in April. Yeah. Okay. But if you recall, many of the side effects like brain bleeding and many other things, as a side effect to Atahelm uh, was indicated in these trials, and it was completely ignored when CMS approved this drug back uh, last year. Well, I, and I think whether or not it worked was completely ignored. Yeah. I mean, it was just yeah. assumed, and the FDA and CMS didn't really communicate on how this was all, all going to work. Right. But so now we're at 28000 plus plus. I mean, because right. you got right. to right. pay for. So in order to be in a clinical trial, they're going to have to spend a certain amount of money on right. brain MRIs and evaluations. So it's still, I mean, you've heard of the orphan drugs, right? Yeah. So Mm -hmm. orphan drugs, just for our listeners, are drugs that are produced and tested and used for really quite rare diseases. And they tend to have really big price tags, right? Right. Right. $50,000 to to $400,000 a year. But they're supported for these rare diseases. Alzheimer's is not a rare disease. No. And to to still have so if it's twenty eight thousand per year, I mean you can you can probably double that yep. when you're looking back at all the other costs. That's right. Is That's right. is that is that going to work? Is it still affordable? Yeah, is it still yeah. affordable? Yeah. I mean, well, the other thing too, advocates and lawmakers just this week call for CMS to reduce that one forty eight fifty. Uh, that went up to 170.10. Right. They're telling them that this is even more justification to reduce that. They're just so, adding that in. Yeah. So I mean, they're not hanging their hat on just the out of home savings. They're saying it just needs to be reduced. That's right. Well, the Adahem alone increased that from 148 to 170. $11 of that right. was strictly Adahem. Right. But now if they're going to come back and they only they didn't yep. drop out of home completely. Yep. Right. So they're still going to need something. That's right? correct. So and that that decision won't be made till April by CMS. You know what it's so, going to be. I mean, it's they're going to drop five bucks. Probably. You know, yep. I mean, I'd, it'd be nice to they drop 11. But yeah. Right. I doubt if that's going to happen. Right. But, but again, uh, our, our listeners need to be, especially our Medicare listeners, need to be watching that, yes. watching the news, and, and they'll get, if their Social Security benefits go back up a little bit, they'll get a notice from Social Security telling them that. Now, will they get payment for the previous yep. months? Uh, that's a good question. Yeah. I doubt it. So for four months? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Now, and, and we do, we talk about... Five dollars here, five dollars there, but times the number of Medicare carriers for fixed income yeah, Medicare huge. beneficiaries. Yeah. No, that's important, and it's yeah, it's a Very monthly important. a monthly yep. fee. So no, it's definitely definitely important, and and to make no bones about it, we are very much hoping that this monoclonal antibody or another yes. company comes up with yes. something like it is the answer for Alzheimer's. Yep. Because even I will t- I will say this: even at those inflated prices, if it works. It will save the system money. Well, if you recall, this thing came out as being the biggest breakthrough in Alzheimer's treatment in 20 years. Well, to be fair, what else has there been? Well, there hasn't been been anything. Yeah. So so it could be a real game changer because I think we've talked about it before, the amount of money that Alzheimer's costs the system every year. And, uh, you know, take away about the amount of sorrow and the amount of family difficulties and things that we've we've glanced over. But if this drug or this type of drug 
is the right the right way to treat it, man, that's going to be fantastic, and, we, and it's going to be it'll be worth the money because they're going to save Medicare is going be. to save money on the yeah, other end. The biggest cost of Alzheimer's is long term care. Yes, and as yeah. you know, Medicare today does not cover long term care. Medicaid does, but Medicare does not. And long-term care bankrupts a lot of Americans. Absolutely. And And it's also anticipated that by 2040, which is not that far, Mm -hmm. 150 million Americans will be diagnosed with Alzheimer's. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's it's huge. It's a big deal. It is a big deal. It is a big deal. And it's a place where... You know, we we looked at the profits. I'm just going off of memory, but I think we said Biogen was expecting eight billion dollars in profits That's at correct. that previous price. That's so right. now we're gonna we're we're gonna cut them all the way down to four billion. Okay, I mean, yeah. does it need to be anything? I mean, I, I know I know that that the idea is if these companies can't make money, they're not going to spend money, they're not going to develop new drugs. But at some point, medicine is different. That's you know, right. I would tell you that right. the medical professionals. The amount of time they spend in training and and the amount of in education, if they compare that to doing something outside of medicine, they're going to profit a great deal more. But it's medicine. You do you do you get into this business for a reason, and the reason isn't to make the most money. There are other things you can do, and I think that's that's the answer with the pharmaceutical companies is they need to be looking at it more like yep. the medical professionals well, look at y- it. You bring up a very good point, Doctor Mark. We know that thirty to forty percent of the total cost of the U.S. healthcare system is administrative cost today. Yeah. Now, come on, that that leaves six dollars out of ten for pay, for treatment patient right. care. Right. So, I mean, there's there's got to be a way. There is yeah. a way. Yeah. There and is a and way. clearly the way is looking at numbers like that yeah. and looking at profits of whatever, you know, pick whatever group you want. And we, we the medical professionals are accounting for what, 11 percent of that number. Right. So we've got we've got a well, lot of places. Actually, we can when work you for. look at Medicare and even commercial insurance. They have to spend 80 or 85% of their premium dollar on patient care, depending on the circumstance. Right. Medicare's 85%. 85%. So they have 15% to work with. Yeah. No, and yet, that, that, and yet up to 40% of healthcare is administrative dollars. So how does that compute, Dr. Mark? No, it doesn't. It, it doesn't, doesn't make, I mean, it right. makes no sense. And it's, we, you know, they scream on the side that this just isn't going to work. Well, no kidding. It's not yeah. going to work as right. it is. It's got to be unfolded. And frankly, 14 million people signing up for Obamacare is not the answer. Yep. I mean, it, it never was. Yep. And I think that's, you know, why a lot of people have some disdain for the program. Yep. It's, I don't know, it's helping a small group of people, yep. I, I suppose, but but it's not fixing the problem. Well, even you a know, bit. when you talk about disdain for a small group of people, let's talk about Medicaid. Yeah. 80 million people in America are on Medicaid. Wow. The profits that these Medicaid private insurance companies are making is abominable, Dr. Mark. It's huge. It's huge. I mean, they're, and the companies yeah, come we out. we talk about health equity and health transparency. Yeah, it's not. It doesn't exist. No, because they're not paying out. The reason they're making money is they're not paying for the services. That's right. And it's. Where they're taking a disproportionate share of those dollars as profit. Yep. Yep. No, it should it shouldn't be allowed. I mean, what's what tends to happen is a relatively small company comes out, they build a book of business and they get a panel yep. of physicians. Right? right. And then they get the engine going and they say to the physicians and they say to the hospitals, hey, look, we're not paying a premium here. We're, we're Medicaid. That's right. That's right. You're going to you're going to make less than Medicare yeah. payments, which are defined as really the cost of care. Right. Yeah. It's well, not there's a couple things with in. Medicaid. You can go to the hospital. It costs you nothing. Right. You uh, go to the, any other insurance plan. And it costs you. Yep. Even including if you Medicare. don't have any insurance. Yeah, including Medicare including if you don't Medicare. have a supplement. Yep. That's right. Yep. Yep. That's right. 
Now, so so they can they lose the hospitals don't get paid. That's right. I mean, they just don't get paid. That's right. They and, write it off. And yep. yet those companies that don't pay you make money. Right. And, and the they biggest, make a lot of money. And they, they, and then they get bought. Money. Then a larger yep. company yep. comes in and buys this smaller, medium-sized company. And yep. so the people who organized yep. it, who, who aren't yep. rocket scientists, who aren't health professionals, who are just people th- that saw an opportunity, walk away with millions to billions. Well, I'll give you an example right here in Florida, and I'm not going to list any names, but there was a you company could, that started up in Medicare, Medicaid Advantage, a Medicaid Managed Care. 14 years later, he sold the company for a billion dollars. Yeah. Yep. And it, it's not providing a service yep. that it's not equitable to take that kind of profit out That's of something right. like that. And somebody bought it and it well, keeps specifically on specifically government funded programs. No, don't. No doubt. There no should doubt. be no profit in government funded. Pro- yeah. a, a small amount. Yeah. You no, know. you have to keep people interested in doing the job. And in most cases, that should be the fact that there is a job to do and that there is a salary and that you right. get health right. benefits yourself. Sure. Those are the things that keep people working. But the the thinkers and doers that are, yep. quote unquote, you know, the, these brilliant financial minds are coming together yep. with this plan. And, and what they're doing is that they see a chip in the armor of the system and they know how to take advantage yep. out of it. Well, it's interesting uh, you talk about that because I know we're getting low on time here, but yeah. uh, we did a, a study of some of the CEO salaries of these Medicaid managed care companies. Mm-hmm. And it averaged anywhere from about 25 to 50 million dollars a year in salaries and then i mentioned the one company wow, that was sold after 14 years of being in business for a billion dollars man now how many companies would you and i start and run for 14 years if we knew we could make a billion dollars right, right exactly yeah. i mean it's it's yeah. and it can't happen it's that's crazy it's insane. They're not inventing anything. They're not reinventing the wheel. They're not doing anything new. Yep, yep. And it's a government. But you're yep. right that we've we've totally blown this. Yep. And yet all Medicaid in Florida and many other states managed. has moved to managed care, managed care, meaning private insurance right. companies. Which means the state pays a group to take care of a these flat patients. Amount per flat month. amount. That's so right. they're, they're at risk. So if they, they don't do a risk. good job. Yep. But you know what happens when they don't do a good job and they go bankrupt? Nothing. You're listening to Healthcare Now, the truth about U.S. healthcare. Our website is healthcarenow.us. You can email us at follow us at healthcarenow.us. But Dr. Mark will be right back. We'll be right back. You're listening to Healthcare Now, the truth about U.S. healthcare. We're going to a break, and when we come back, we'll continue our discussion on all things healthcare with Dr. Mark and Larry. The Integrated Independent Physicians Network, preserving and protecting the independent practice of medicine since 2015. Join the movement with us, ipnetworkflorida.com. Navigate the healthcare process like never before. Due to popular demand, Healthcare Now is also airing on Thursday evenings at 7 p.m. Join me, Larry Jones, and Dr. Mark on Healthcare Now, Thursdays at 7 p.m. and Saturdays at 1. AM 950, FM 94.9, The Answer, and at TheAnswerOrlando.com. Take The Answer with you wherever you go. TheAnswerOrlando.com. Tune in. iHeart and Odyssey.com. News, opinion, passion. On the go. AM 950, FM 94.9. The Answer. Welcome back to Healthcare Now. The truth about U.S. healthcare. And now let's head back into the Healthcare Now studios with Dr. Mark and Larry. 
Welcome back to Healthcare Now. I am Dr. Mark. I'm here with Larry Jones. He has made it three quarters of the way through the day. I think you're holding up great. I think we're going to make it. I mean, Georgia can't play any more games right now, but I think otherwise, (laughs) I don't know. Next time, I'm going to I'm going to come watch the game with you and just keep please do you calm down. Please do. We'll even throw some food on the grill. Oh, jeez. Oh, on the grill. I thought you meant at the TV. Okay, I like that. I like that. All right. All right. Well, let's uh, finish up today with a little discussion. Actually, not a little discussion. A long discussion about CMS. Yep. Yep. You know, CMS. As you know, there are almost 60, 65 million Medicare beneficiaries in America. Right. And one of the big things that dictates these Medicare lives is from October 7th to December 15th. It's called annual open enrollment. Right. Well, Medicare is looking to tighten the marketing network security on how people get enrolled in Medicare Advantage. What does that mean, Larry? What that really means is they're trying to put some stricter marketing guidelines and more oversight on these agents and companies out there that are moving people into Medicare Advantage right. from straight Medicare. Right. And, Dr. And we, Mark, there's been a huge uh, advancement from where we were 10 years ago to where we are now. It's much more difficult for an agent to sign someone up. You can't solicit them. They have to hear it and call. Uh, is that right? Even a physician. Now, how long call. has Medicare Advantage been around? 1965 under Lyndon Johnson. No kidding. Yep. No kidding. Yep. Yeah. Well, and no, Medicare, I didn't know he no, would I'm know sorry. that. But I just Medicare re- has been around. Oh, Medicare. Oh, but yeah, yeah. Medicare right. Advantage has been around since the early 80s. Early 80s. Okay. Medicare HMO. Yeah. And so, and and to tie that in with last segment's discussion, mm-hmm. Medicare Advantage is brought to you by the same types of business folks that start these Medicaid private companies, insurance private companies. insurance. Exactly. So, uh, so, so just so we know what we're dealing with yep. here. And, and again, not saying that a good service is not being offered, but they're sort of shifting the money around yep. and using federal dollars to do it. Exactly. Well, there's a number of things involved there. As you know, there is something what they call Medicare, Medicaid, dual eligible. Right. And what they're wanting to make sure of is that these agents are moving people into Medicare are making sure that they're properly educating people right. on what they're available based on their income. Right. And that they're not eligible for Medicaid. Correct. Yeah. Or that they are. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. And then the other thing is how Part D drugs is being used in a way of these kickbacks right. for branded drugs. Right. When they come back yeah. and say, if you if you get this Advantage plan and you've got Medicare yep. Part D, you, your copay is zero. And it, The and Medicare Advantage insurance company is taking all the rebates on drugs and not passing it through back to the cost of the drug. Right. Right. So there's a lot of stuff. If you recall, uh, you know, you pay, you, you can either be a straight Medicare. Yep. With a supplement, yep. and you pay a premium for that, right? But it gives you the access to go anywhere you want. Yes. There's no network restrictions or authorization restrictions. But hospital coverage, hospital coverage under Medicare Advantage could be, in fact, very narrow. Right. Right. Under straight Medicare, you can go wherever you want. Exactly. Exactly. And so, you're paying typically under straight Medicare, you're going to pay like an eighty twenty. For Correct. hospital. And the 20 could be covered uh, under straight Medicare by your supplement. Right. Yeah. If you have. Yeah. If, if you, you have, have a supplement. Have yeah. 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 And, you know, the other thing is CMS plans on uh, this is a big HHS CMS endeavor, and they are going to propose all these legislative changes in their 2023 Medicare Advantage update that's going to be out probably sometime this summer. So basically the rules and regulations of what a Medicare Advantage plan can and cannot do. Exactly. And so, so they're exactly. trying to tighten up on that because it has it. 
I mean, it's just sort of grown. They originally, when it was accepted as part of a plan, they had certain rules and regs. Right. But I think it grew much bigger than well, anticipated. Well, they tightened down the regulations as well as to how people can – you can't – you can't go after a patient. They have to come to the And Medicare so that's why agency. there's so much advertising. That's right. Because it is. It's exactly. like every, oh, every channel you every go minute to. Every minute on yeah. TV during open enrollment right. period. Yep. And you get five or six mailings a day if you're Medicare age in the mailbox. Yep. I can, I can imagine. It's huge. I can imagine. Yeah. So but, I, but, that, that makes sense, yeah. though. I mean, but that, the number of beneficiaries' complaints, just to give you an idea, mm-hmm. from third-party marketing organizations has doubled from 2020 to 2021. Just, uh, just in a it's year? It's doubled in one year. So that's it complaints went from against these, these third-party companies. companies. Dr. Market went from 15,000 to almost 40,000 complaints in one year. What are they complaining about? Just how they're being approached or, the, or that the they're selling The deceptive marketing yeah. tactics. Right, right. Yep. Right. Yep. The, the, the fake doctors on TV telling you that you're going to have no co-pays. And well, it's a, you and know, I personally think that... All these ads on television are very misleading because they don't talk about what inpatient costs cost. Right. Remember, we've talked yeah, about yeah, that in the past. that's where you're going to get nailed. You know, they, they go about, well, you have no premium to go see a PCP, zero copayment, no premium for the plan, zero copayment to PCP, and maybe even zero copay to the specialist. Right. But they don't talk about what it costs. What happens when you, you get admitted the, to the hospital. Or the ER. Yeah. Or the ER. Right. The ER. Right. Yeah. What about urgent care coverage? Uh, there is urgent care coverage. Uh-huh. It's it's a much lesser amount. Okay, but that's where so they really get but they get really get stuck if they walk into the hospital doors. Absolutely, and they they've got yep. they don't just have so they get reclassified once they get this advantage, but they're no longer have just straight Medicare. Correct. So they're they're in a whole it's different Medicare advantage. So it's not. It's not truly a supplement, is it? It's oh, a no. whole new plan. It's a plan. Yeah, it's yeah. a whole new plan. You give up your Medicare CMS straight plan for a Medicare Advantage plan. Right, right. But you know, the other thing that is important, how many of these ads on TV have you seen where they hire these popular actors and they come on and they oh, say, yeah. uh, are you missing out on Medicare benefits that you're not getting? Right. They never say it's a Medicare Advantage plan. No, they don't. They don't, that's don't. part of the mis yeah. the yeah. the deceptive tactic. It's, it's the it's the same age actor that's doing the reverse mortgage that's right. conversations. That's right. That's yeah, right. it's the yeah. same same pitch. Magnum PI. Yeah, yeah. Magnum <laughs> PI. Yes, indeed. Yeah. So yeah, no, it's well. Joe Namath has got uh, he, he's yeah he's done a few of them and and but, Mon- Joe Montana too. Yeah. Well, you know, it's estimated that if they can tighten up these regs, no, it wasn't get, Joe Namath. That was kind of a joke there. But I heard that. Yeah, Joe <laughs> Namath is in there. He talks about Medicare Advantage. Well, I see Marino. Yeah. I see Dan Marino. Dan Marino too. Yeah. Oh no. no yeah. Okay. And Magnum PI and some and several yeah. others. I, I have to always go check my list and see if I've missed anyone who have who have aged out and uh, you know may, maybe that's not even their likeness on TV yeah. anymore. Right. But you know when we talk about these uh, types of marketing uh, programs, CMS believes that if they tighten these rules down, mm-hmm. it'll save Medicaid. Two billion Medicare. and Medicare, no Medicaid. Oh, oh, Medicaid two, billion. two billion and Medicare over eight billion over the next ten years. Interesting, interesting. So, and that's if they're where are they saving the money in, in the way that they're being misappropriated? Well, or a big or one bill, is the billing? pharmacy uh, rebates. Okay, that's a huge piece right, of it. Right. Yeah, and the other one is Medicare Medicaid. Gotcha. Uh, the duels. Yeah. Interesting. And yeah. that saves the beneficiary. You know, in the Medicare world, you're considered a beneficiary. In the Medicaid world, you're considered a recipient. Okay. 
Do the words mean much? Or? They do. Uh, beneficiary means you have paid into that, therefore you are have oh, a benefit. Right. You paid Recipient, your, you haven't done anything to earn just, it right. other you than qualify. you qualify right, based on the uh, poverty level of income. Right. Now, is there – so I, I see the, the definition being different. Right. Is the care being – I mean, what, what, what does that mean otherwise? Is it just so, sort of how yeah. they classify it in, in yep. the federal government that this is where money is appropriated? Well, normally if you're straight Medicaid, you're not 65. Correct. So it's a Medicaid recipient benefit. An, End uh, of story. Just a, yeah, an yep. entitlement. Right. If you're Medicare age 65 and you've got a very low income below the poverty level, I think it's 130% of the poverty level, you can qualify for Medicaid and all those copays that you have to pay, Medicaid picks it up. Got it. And you still have Medicare It's kind of like a supplement for Medicaid right. based on your income. Right. Okay. Okay. You, you, and so, that's a good yeah. comparison, actually. Right. And so some in these Advantage plans, they're ignoring that piece. Exactly. And because they're taking people that could qualify for that, yep. that blended system, yep. and they're just saying, no, you just got yep. Medicare Advantage. Yeah, but Medicare Advantage also has what they call dual plans. Mm-hmm. So they have a private insurance plan that will cover these Medicare duals as well. Yeah. It's not just Medicaid or could Medicare. It, could it possibly be more complicated? No. Yeah. It couldn't. No, and I'm sure we've totally confused our listeners. If they're still awake. You know what? Call in. We'll, we'll, we'll work with you. Yep. Yeah. No, it I is, get it, calls all the time about this, Dr. But Mark. You know, you know what it makes me think about is I think about the people that have gone outside of the straight Medicare system. Right. Gotten burned or frustrated. Yep. And then they just go back. Well, the and, beauty and, of that is there was a law enacted a couple of years ago that if you are effective with a Medicare Advantage plan that you join during the open enrollment period of October 15th to December 7th, mm-hmm. and you're effective January 1, you have until March 31st to get out if you don't like it. you can walk away. You can yeah. walk away. Right, right. Yeah. If, you, if you learn. Or by, move by to then. another plan. Right. Yeah. Yep. yep. Interesting. And so you there can change plans some, if they're five-star plans. You can enroll in a five-star plan 12 months a year. Yeah. In fact, the one in this area is Cigna. Yep. Cigna Medicare is a five-star plan. And I believe Care, Care Plus, Plus, Care Plus is also, also yeah. which is a Humana plan. So, and then we haven't really talked a little bit. So, do these five-star plans fall into the the purview that, that CMS is looking for? Are the five-star plans arguably the plans that aren't doing the things that CMS is upset about? Uh, or is it's it mainly quality, quality? It's mainly quality. Quality and, of care. Yeah, quality of care and customer service okay. is really where the CAP so, scores. So they can still, it has nothing to do with the earnings. Uh, no. Or the, or the no, things that CMS no. is worried about. It's strictly about. quality. Interesting. It's interesting. a quality rating. That's yeah. right. Which is super important, yeah. right? And I, and I will tell you, Medicare is actually looking at CMS, meaning uh, when I say Medicare, the Centers for Medicare Medicaid oversee Medicare and Medicaid. Right. And then CMS is a branch of HHS, Health and Human Services, right. in Washington, yep. just for our listeners. And but CMS is looking at, if you're not at least a 3.5 STARS score, they're going to drop you as a Medicare Advantage plan going forward. Interesting. Well, I mean, there's so many out there. Yep. I mean, yep. something has to sort of thin the herd, right? Exactly. And and then understand that Medicaid is supported by the state and the federal government. Subsidized both Pretty much, pretty much 50-50. Yep. Yep. And in some states, you know, their, their Medicare, I'm sorry, their Medicaid budget runs out. Mm-hmm. 
It right. just runs out. And In then, October. And, and patients continue to get care, and nothing gets paid for. Well, these federally qualified health centers, FQHCs they call them, mm-hmm. they're all funded by the Medicaid program, and usually these people run out of money by mid-October. Yep. So, yeah, and, and that's that can be a disaster. I mean, in Florida, we do better than that. A little bit. But uh, I know I've, I've got uh, friends in Nevada. Yep. And you've you know, probably by, had a lot of patients that came yep. from those FQHCs. Yep, absolutely. Yep. And, and they've got yep. they go down to zero and yep. and they're just not going to not yep. going to pay out. So that's that's the state budgets and the state. Yep. You know, it's a, it's a different situation because the population of the states are so, so well, I, different. If I'm not correct in the numbers, there's about four and a half million Medicare lives in Florida. Yeah, I think And right. there's about 2.8 million Medicaid lives in Florida. Yep. But there is another million Medicaid qualified people that can't get into the Medicaid program because we haven't expanded Medicaid in Florida on the federal level. Right. So we don't go bankrupt. That's right. That's, that's right. the that's the ending statement of the day. It is. Good job with your voice. You did. Thank you. You pasted it out just okay. right. And we will be back next week sounding crisp and new. See you then. Thank you for joining us today on Healthcare Now. To find the answers you are looking for or have a question, you can reach Larry and Dr. Mark by emailing your questions and comments to follow us at healthcarenow.us. And we'll continue our discussion same time next week on navigating our complex healthcare system on Healthcare on Now. Healthcare Now. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.